It happens sometimes. You're an employee who does your job well. You're good at what you do. You work with others who are not as good at the job and maybe not even dedicated as much as you are. But when the time comes for a promotion or a special project, it isn't you who gets it. You get bypassed and, and someone else gets the work and the benefits. This makes no sense to us. We bristle at the unfairness of it all. Isaiah was a guy who found himself on the other end of a situation like this. In a vision, the Lord showed himself to Isaiah. He sent angels and he spoke to him. What an overwhelming experience. And Isaiah understood immediately that he had no business being there. A sinful man before the holy God. He was as unqualified as they come. And he was asked to do a job that he was completely unqualified for. What an interesting account for us to look into this morning. Fascinating to think about what it must have been like for Isaiah. <laughs> but there is more here today. God is going to make this about you. We'll see if you squirm like Isaiah did. And we'll see if, uh, if you respond like Isaiah did. We'll probably find that the, the struggle is real within us like it was for him as we wrestle with this question. Are you qualified to share the gospel? While we know very little about Isaiah's life, we know a lot about the life of Jesus. Every time we speak together the words of the creeds, which we'll do in a little bit, we walk through the events of Jesus' life, right? Or who he is. But we know a lot of stuff that's not in the creeds. We, we know about his life of perfection. We know about his miracles. We know about his teaching and preaching about salvation only by faith in him. You know these things. You trust in Jesus. You also know what the Bible says about those who will be in heaven with Jesus at the end. Only those who know these things and put their faith in Jesus and what he has done. So everyone needs to know this. God so loved the world, right? But that's where it gets even more personal than just your faith in the Savior. Those who know the truth, those who believe it, are called to share the gospel, the, the good news, with everyone else. Now, you might think that, that knowledge of all of these things make you qualified for that work, kind of like it, it works with a job. That might make sense to us. But... Is that true? Let's see what we can learn from Isaiah's experience. We might think that Isaiah was this awesome person, but he really wasn't. Not before God. That's why he completely lost it when he saw God and his angels before him. Holy angels cried out, 
holy, holy, holy is the Lord of armies. The whole earth is full of his glory. There was a a cosmic rumbling and there was smoke everywhere and Isaiah understood exactly what he was seeing. I am a man with unclean lips and I dwell among a people with unclean lips and my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of armies. (laughs) Isaiah knew that he could not stand in the presence of the Lord and live. Sinfulness pitted against the holiness of God loses every time, and he knew it. And yet the Lord chose him to be his messenger. Think about how absolutely unqualified Isaiah was to hold the divine messages of the almighty, eternal God. God uses the unqualified to share his saving gospel with a whole world full of people who will die eternally without it. This is a truth that needs to be uncovered by God and shared with us because this is not at all how we do things. We look for the most qualified person to help us, not the least. If I have a question about my lime tree that has never produced a lime but is currently bearing lemons, true story, I have a guy. He's here this morning. He's the guy that I go to because he's qualified. He's the most qualified person I know to answer the question. I have nurses that I can go to. I even have a person who is an expert, I think, in music copyright that I can go to. You have these people too, your plumber, your doctor, knowledgeable and qualified friends. <coughs> with, <coughs> with anything important, we want a qualified person to help us. God sure does things differently, doesn't he? That's even true of how he sends his message of love and forgiveness out to a world full of people. He sends imperfect people to share a perfect and critical message. And it's not like God had to do it this way. He has options. Who came to declare that Isaiah's sins were forgiven? An angel. See, now that seems like a good choice. Angels are perfect, angels don't sin. Angels do whatever God says. They do it when he tells them to do it. Angels don't question God. They don't procrastinate. They don't think they have a better idea of what to say. They don't mess it up at all. No, they get it right 100% of the time. And they are also, apparently, quite impressive looking. See, angels. Angels are the obvious choice to take a message from God, specifically this message. If you want everyone in the world to know about Jesus and forgiveness and salvation, angels, that's who you want. Not just at those unique times like with Isaiah or the birth of Jesus or big stuff like that, but all the time, every time. I make a pretty good case for God using angels to share the gospel, don't I? 
But see, that's what I mean. God doesn't do things the way we would do them. He does things differently. In his divine wisdom, God has decided that he has a different plan. He uses the least qualified to be his messengers. And this is what that looks like. He used a regular sinful man to share his saving gospel. I'm going to read for you a sampling (coughs) of the kind of things that Isaiah was privileged to share. And you might know some of these. Some of you might know all of these. Therefore, the Lord himself will give a sign for all of you. Look, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son (coughs) and name him Emmanuel. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The authority to rule will rest on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. It was because of our rebellion that he was pierced. He was crushed for the guilt our sins deserved. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Though your sins are like scarlet, they will be white as snow. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust in him and will not be afraid. What beautiful gospel. What beautiful gospel in the Old Testament. Comforting promises about Jesus and forgiveness of sins and salvation. Some of those written as if they were, it was already done, even though Isaiah proclaimed future things because God had allowed him to see them as if they were already fulfilled. <coughs> Isaiah was not the only unqualified, sinful human being chosen by God to proclaim his saving gospel. Jesus' disciples were the first gospel preachers, the ones who were sent out after Jesus had accomplished all of the things that Isaiah said he would. Think about what you know of the twelve. A despised tax collector that no one would want to listen to. One who blurted out inappropriate things sometimes and was even called Satan by Jesus. A skeptic. A doubter self-centered and arrogant brothers, handful of men that we don't really know anything about, ministry misfits, not most qualified messengers. We would have never chosen these men. They were completely unqualified. So again, we see this truth uncovered. God sends the least qualified out into the world with his saving gospel. (coughs) The question of the day is this. Are you qualified to share the gospel? In the lesson from Romans today, we heard about God's plan to share Jesus with a world that needs to know him. It says that it requires, that God requires preachers or proclaimers, Christians, who know about the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, who will proclaim that so that people can be saved from Romans. How how can they believe in the one about whom they have not heard? 
And how can they hear without a preacher or a proclaimer? Faith comes from hearing the message. You realize that that means you, right? God doesn't have another plan. Angels aren't coming. Not for this. It's you and me. That's God's choice. And though we might feel like the least qualified, less than Isaiah, less than the disciples, you and I are God's plan to proclaim the gospel right now. So how are you doing with that? Are you reluctant? Think you don't know enough? Think you won't say the right thing? Think that people won't listen to you because you're no better than they are? Think you're a person with unclean lips and not worthy of being the mouthpiece that holds God's precious message? That's us being honest about our sinful nature, isn't it? But it's also sinful excuses. Just think about those excuses you're kind of implying that to do this work, you need to know everything in the Bible. Like, you need to be all-knowing. That you need to be perfect so, so that you don't get something wrong and so that people will listen to you. That you need to have the power of God to actually change a heart so that you can persuade them. That, that you're even able to read hearts because... Because you're pretty certain that they won't listen anyway. That kind of sinful thinking is common among us. And it makes it pretty hard to answer yes to the question, are you qualified to share the gospel? And so we relate with Isaiah when God spoke to him. We feel doomed and ruined because of our sin. And we know that our mouths are unfit to carry the gospel to others. But wait. You know something else. And it's big. It's huge. It's the difference maker. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, carrying a glowing coal in his hand which he had taken from the altar with tongs. (laughs) He touched my mouth with the coal and said, Look, this has touched your lips, so your guilt is taken away and your sin is forgiven. The Lord took Isaiah's sin away. He forgave it all. Isaiah saw that forgiveness in a vivid way. His unclean lips cleansed by a coal from the altar of sacrifice. After that, when the Lord called out with his question about whom he should send as his messenger, Isaiah gladly, willingly, eagerly said, Here I am. Send me. The Lord has shown us something too. By faith, we have seen the perfect life of Jesus. We have seen him suffer and die on the altar of the cross. We know that our guilt has been taken away. 
This changes our hearts. It changes our lives. It changes our eternal life. This is the greatest news of all. How gladly, how willingly, how eagerly ought we answer God's call to share Jesus with people? Are you qualified to share the gospel? Sin says no. God says yes. Like Isaiah, like his disciples, you are qualified because God has made you so. You are qualified because God has forgiven your sins. You are qualified because God has called you to the job. You're qualified because you're really just the messenger. You don't have any power to make that message more persuasive or powerful or perfect. That's the work of the gospel. That's the work of the Holy Spirit who actually changes hearts. So what are you going to do? Are you going to be like Isaiah? Imperfect, forgiven, and now willing and eager to share the gospel? God has uncovered the truth for you today about you being qualified. So I suspect that you will also answer, here I am, send me. How could you not? Amen.